0: This is Shock of Speak.
1: So what are we talking
0: about? Are we talking about something this week?
1: Is it this week? Oh that's right. It is this week. Yeah. It's certainly not last week. Yeah, it's not last week. <laughs> we weren't here last week. Yeah, that's John, true.
0: Well, oh, I, I thought everybody just missed that conversation.
1: And Dr. Snacks mills back I'm from back. His, his sabbatical of research mm-hmm. into um
2: debuting hot dogs in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu.
1: And and also um was was it was it um Delta tamales. So it was deboning hot dogs, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and delta Delta tamales was the conference and yeah. also the research he was doing. So what do you have for us?
0: Uh, I mean, dude, I wish I wish I could tell you I had something for you, but I, I ate most of the stuff from the conference. Okay. Um, the tamale section was really, really helpful. Okay. Um, so there were some things that, um, you know, going back to like my early research and delta tamales, I hadn't, I, hadn't, I hadn't touched on some of these areas yeah. since the early research. You know, a lot of the more recent stuff uh, it was it was different, but um, it was nice because uh, some of the stuff they were talking about was the historicity of tamales and how yeah. it goes into things. Um, and so we got a really good like hands-on lesson. So um, I brought ref- back a few extra pounds. Did, for you, but-
1: did they talk about the you know the, so there's the portability uh-huh. you know while you're working, but also I'm convinced that the uh, there's a moisture in mm-hmm. the Delta tamale because we're dealing with high humidity. Oh, 100%, and so to yeah. build humidity into the Thing itself, so that you're not grossed out. Mm-hmm.
0: No, because well, you know, if you, I mean, if for those of y'all out there who don't have like extensive tamale experience, um, if they're it, like if they lose uh some of that moisture, then you're getting you're losing teeth. You're yeah, they're going to be bad, they're going to be either hard or like super crumb. It's just not yeah, gonna be rubbery. fantastic, so. dude. I had
1: the worst, so I grew up on authentic tamales. Oh, back yeah, home dude. in California. I had the worst tamale at a restaurant that Cody suggested. Um, Come on, man. Right there. Here's <laughs> Thanks, the thing Cody. too. I forget what it's I called. I did not now. have the tamales <laughs> just for the record. It, this Listen. And so, and, and here's the thing too, is I'm sitting out the window. I'm looking across the street and Taco Bell staring at me. I forget what it's called. So there it is, you know, love of my life, Taco Bell outside of my wife, but, Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm I'm looking at Taco Bell, but we're eating at this place and they brought out tamale tamale tamales. <laughs> they brought these tamales that I literally couldn't cut with Ooh, a knife. That's not good. The <laughs> meat was so old, it looked like dry bones in a cave of an Indiana Jones movie. Boom boom boom. call them tamales. Tamales. I, I could and they're like, "How is the food?" And I was like, tumoles. "This is the I can't I tried to chew through one and I I literally couldn't and and I'm not even getting into the taste." And so I and I'm a, I'm a I'm not a complainer, man. Like, so I'm like, I normally will eat whatever is there. Yeah, dude. That's so right. I'm trying I hate sending back food, man. I don't want to do that. You know, like people work hard, but the guy comes up and I just start trying to cut it in front of him, and I'm like, you see that? <laughs> I can't explain it to you, man. I think you you'll get me the plastic ones <laughs> out of the case. He's like, well, sir, do you want us to get you some more? I was like, no, no, no. I'm good. <laughs> <okay. laughs>
3: I'm good. Yeah. Anyhow.
0: No, dude. It was it was a it was a good time. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, the the deboning hot dogs party was. It was Did you know that hot dogs had bones before this? <sighs> no, and I don't care to know now either. Yeah. Um, so it, it was. Uh, the, I skipped a lot of those sessions. Okay. Um, and, and then the the Brazilian jiu jitsu, like it was, it was just funny. I just was like, I'll 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 humor them. I didn't do any of it. You didn't do any of it. No, it was pretty much there for. The well, tomatoes. wasn't it all? Weren't you there?
1: But it was still on Zoom. So you were in your hotel room trying to do moves. Yeah, it's
0: weird. They had these like uh, they were like on location virtual things. Yeah. So we were all in the same hotel. Yeah. But. We were all on Zoom, yeah, um, but uh, none of the presenters of the conference were in the location we were. So they were all back, yeah, yeah. So it was just attendees in the hotel. Um,
1: so and the presenters were back where they
0: were, but it was nice because they told us that, like, you know, hey, at least, um, at least in thought and general geographic vicinity, uh, we were very much doing a, a thing uh, together. Yeah. So you know we. Yeah, we just did that, and we just chalked it up to you know the new academy, just kind of how it's gonna go
2: forward. So yeah, makes sense. Did they send you the boned hot dogs? So we so that way, like in your hotel room, you you could do it on the Zoom. So well, we
0: it's weird you say that because we got these like weird bags (laughs) when we checked in, Um, and I'm and I'm glad after after opening the bag, I I don't know if anybody thought through the whole like. Several hot dogs and several tamales in a bag yeah. to start off thing. Yeah. So when I open it, it's just really like I'm not gonna lie, it ruined that room. <laughs> um, yeah, it was also not, like just the his, like the history, the incompatibility of those two. Yeah, yeah. Going it, back to the Delta, it doesn't it doesn't work. I mean, like I get it. There's like extrusion and like mixing of yeah. things. together. So there's like there's like somebody tried to make some similarity points, but it really fell flat on its face. Yeah. It just you know you can't you can't be one thing and call it something else. Can it you just talk about work. how Br- a Brazilian jiu jitsu?
2: um fits into this research.
0: Dude, I can't. I mean it's it's funny. Um
2: as someone who has um very briefly done a little bit of Brazilian jiu jitsu hmm. as a friend. uh, You've probably uh, done a little bit more than me then. Um I would imagine probably the point of correspondence is that when you're done doing Brazilian jiu jitsu you feel like a deboned hot dog. <laughs>
0: okay. I will say okay.
2: that there was a, there was definitely like
0: a, a sweatiness that was not uh, too different among yeah. uh, me, the hot dog, and the tamale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was that, but Interesting. Uh, I will tell you that uh, if you've got if you've got that much kind of like. Processed meat and like uh, you know tamale stuff going on at one time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the outfit is called, but I just used mine as kind of like a loose fitting bathrobe.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It
0: do was you know, more helpful. Do
1: you know who the the best hot dog owner I've ever known is? He's been on this. He's been on this podcast before. Really? Yep. Richard Haley. Richard Haley. Richard Michael Haley man. is the greatest hot dog mm. man I've ever known in my life.
0: Oh well, that's a. <laughs> so i am just i mean richard what are you doing man yeah we're gonna so have to get together and i'm pretty sure notes. if
1: you go to richard's website or if you look up if you look him up he's got uh deboning hot dog how-to videos
0: that you oh. can search man if um, i'd have known i could have presented more at the conference we could have brought in you could have invited could, yeah him. we yeah. could dude we'll do a panel discussion okay. yeah does he um does Many he conference? get into the
2: bone joint and how to deal with the bone joint no, that's something. Well, he does. He does. That's yeah. very rare, though. I, that's I what can't I'm even saying. believe that you know that. I feel yeah, like
0: it's, uh, well, I I mean, does, does it have anything to do with like link sausage? I mean, it's like. We're going to have to talk to him. Okay. Well, Richard, well, if you're out there, yeah, I feel like yeah. we're a little bit
2: out of our depth at this point. Yeah, I'm still, yeah.
1: you, you know, here's the thing. Gareth. I'm just still coming down. On Gareth, this high. we paid for him to go out and do this
0: research. And mm-hmm. so I'm waiting for him to. Pony up to his did, research. There's, there's, I mean, yeah, we will. Okay. Uh, you know, I got some, I got some, um, I got some insights. Um, cool. You know, um, like any good kind of academic conference, I've got some insights and some things yeah. to bring back. Um, did some networking. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, it, we yep. did. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do, yeah. we'll have a lab and okay. we'll, we'll have a hands on. Um, okay. With
1: especially the tamale part there's some stuff. Dude, I always that. struggle with networking because, like, you know, it's a net and it's always mm-hmm.
0: getting tangled. It mm. is. It's, It's hard. I met three people that were the same person. Okay. But over Zoom, it was hard because I didn't know how to... I couldn't separate who these folks were.
1: Right. (laughs) Well... We won't send you back to that conference again for <laughs> SAS research.
0: I mean, we'll see what happens. A lot of people were talking about wanting to be like in-person, in-person, which I was fine. Well, we're in-person virtual. So, I mean, I yeah. don't know if we have to move to the next step of in-person, in-person. Yeah. So they, uh, they're they like, we'll see about whether or not this is going to happen. So we might have an in-person virtual uh, discussion mm-hmm. uh, on whether or not to go in-person, in-person. Yep. But more than likely, it may just It'll stay in-person person, virtual. Yeah, but it might person. be virtual virtual. So we might actually stay here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that could be. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll look at the budget good. for
1: next year. And um, so what are we talking about today? Thanks for thanks for giving us an update, Gareth, on your nope, research. I'm happy and, to be back. Um, Good to be here. Definitely seemed like it was worth it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I miss my friends. I miss being yeah. here. I miss this chair. Um, yeah. So
1: I'm um, glad to be back. Cody sat in there in yeah. the chair once. I thought it
0: felt like a different butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to yeah. make a butt joke, but okay. you did it for me. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, what, I'm I'm happy to jump back into these conversations. I know we got some some cool stuff brewing. So, what's on yeah. tap for today? Yeah, what's on tap for today? What do
1: we got? We're gonna put. The, we're gonna keep. We're we're um for everybody listening. Cody is is uh gonna be joining us pretty frequently. as a new uh member of the the team. Woo! And so we're gonna put we're gonna be putting Cody on the spot for a little bit. We're gonna be as one does. As, as it's part of it's part of how you you know you have to earn your way
2: you know so it's sort of like hazing yeah like purple hazing no it's like interning we call interning. it, we'll put yeah. it we'll uh, call yeah, interning like like <laughs> it's not it's not violent. yeah we don't it you sounds know, more like something i don't like put on a resume i
1: yeah. don't like the associations with hazing it makes me feel scared yeah I so, <laughs> don't like scared. Yeah, I don't, so um, i'm too old to tape people to trees on yeah hell, i'm not doing that <laughs> we we're just gonna we just you have to sit in the hot seat and carry some weight it's good it's part of it's part of the gig so uh just hit us with a good pat benatar yep nice your best shot that is Never yes it's a great setup <laughs> the goal is to see how many times we can get
2: cody to say i don't know who that is or i don't know what that is or i've never seen that
0: yeah so in good fashion
2: fire away. good on you nice so um my brain was thinking about some of the other episodes last time we met we talked about um studio practices and had a really great conversation there uh before that you and gareth um did an episode about milton glazer yeah and talked about some of his comments about working as a designer a really famous designer putting some of the stuff from those two conversations together, um, I was kind of wondering, I don't have much insight into sort of the design studio practice or anything like that. Um, but I was wondering if there are good things, productive things, or patterns or practices in maybe a more fine art studio context that might port over into the design practice mm-hmm. context. Um, yeah, are, or maybe it's a, it's a question of my lack of knowledge, are designers and more maybe fine artists or studio artists basically doing the same thing in different lanes? Do they have very different practice styles and they could sort of learn from each other and incorporate them? Um, the so answer, it's sort of a question out of ignorance. But yeah, the I'm answer is yes. There.
1: No, i just <laughs> <Yes> <laughs> the to an, everything. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Yes and no uh, Yeah, um, there's a lot there Yeah, to uh, a huge amount, a huge amount there I will, as a kind of a um, note of importance to something you said p- before we get in this conversation Which is, we're supposed to do a follow-up to the last podcast episode Yes And uh, um, we weren't able to record And so, but, but also, um, we're folding that into something a little more extended that will, I think, be good for artists But also for people that are not artists So we'll be doing a discussion on, like, patrons But, in a maybe in a surprising way In a way that you may not expect Which will include, you know, various conversations around studios So yeah. just to, just so that if anybody is waiting and, like, wondering So with that, that's coming mm-hmm. And so I think, um, you know, just thinking through that And the positive benefits of that conversation And saying there's more there to talk about We should yeah. really think about this and. Uh, unpack it uh, really well For everybody, both maker or not You you know, novice, beginner Advanced, mm-hmm. whoever So um, so with that Put aside, the question is So the question is interesting That you pose Because it, it does indeed depend on who you talk to um, And what I think We're really What I think, if, if I'm imagining a stream That's been parted into two streams Right, like Designer Studio artist, um, I would say, um, and I might be wrong, so I'm saying this with like, I might be wrong because I'm literally thinking out loud, um, that a, a portion of the boulder splitting the stream to even ask the question that you're asking yeah, has to do with com- commercialism, like commercial arts, advertising, mm-hmm. and then is intensified through the pervasive means of technology. Like electrical electronics, mm-hmm. um, prior to Photoshop, <laughs> you had to do a lot of the stuff through watercolor and like gotcha. markers and um, gouache and poster board and like you know so so I guess I mean I'm I'm and I'm only thinking of a sliver of a much wider discussion, but I'm just trying to like get it on the table that what's yeah. what is what is really being talked about is a is a a, a an effect of prog quote-unquote progress because I'm not a big progress guy, but quote-unquote progress and um, creating um, like atomized or, or um, clarified lanes that start to coalesce into their own enculturation that has their own typical indicatives and then that becomes into institutionalized. And I just want to really be a turd and say that um in the diversification of a school there is a chance to make money when there is a design department in a fine arts department mm-hmm. and because the trajectories over time start to depart from each other to where you may even find yourself saying like this is where we teach people how to be a comic book artist but we teach typography over here And now these are separated. And so some people... So anyhow, I don't want to go on too far, but I I guess what I want to do is say that... And you can add to that or push back, Gareth. I mean, like whatever I'm missing. Like, I guess what I want to say is the question exists because of a fracturing. Okay. And and also... um, And by the way, I'm not anti-specialization. And I'm not saying that all is lost and all is bad. But I am saying that um, specialization... Like for instance, when I went to my doctor when I was young, there was a lot he did. Yeah. When I was a little kid, when I go to my doctor now. They're basically a good, in some ways, a first contact go-to point to um, several specialists for every facet of my body. And part of the interesting of um, the, the the plus of the specialists is they can get particular in a way that maybe your general practitioner cannot. Yeah. And maybe they couldn't historically the negative potential in that is, is that then the uh, particularist is not actually able to connect back to what it means to be a whole person necessarily. Like they're so specialized that their the specializations aren't even talking to each other anymore. I would say that we are at that
0: point in culture making. Okay. Anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, I would totally agree with that. Um, if, if I were to kind of, just drop into the conversation, just a small like, like historical swath to give us some key points to what you're talking about. Um, as I went through my design education, um, you know, there was there was this thing where um, we were always having this hard time um, because uh, designers get very much lumped into that commercial category, um, and so you have some designers who are completely fine with that, right? They just they just want to go out and make marketing collateral and, you know, do client-based work and that's it. And they don't see their work as anything else, but that, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but the majority of, of designers I've been around are like, well, that, that doesn't seem to get at what we really do. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the, the point there is that kind of fracturing, mm-hmm. um, because it's like, well, we also do this and we do this and this, this other thing I do over here, like it totally makes sense within my practice, but other people see it mm-hmm. because we fractured far too much. Um, so when we think about the the generally sort of accepted history of design, um, you've got uh, you know design really is not coming about until the late eighteen hundreds mm-hmm. in terms of a thing, mm-hmm. right? So, and it it lines up pretty well with industrialization. Mm-hmm. So it goes you know, you know, completely in step with what you're talking about that as as we're kind of able to do more, um, we have to kind of separate things for specialness. Mm-hmm. Um, So you've got industrialization in the 1870s or so in 1880s. um, You've got and then you've got this severe like kickback within the art community against that industrialization. So you've got like the arts and crafts movement. You've got people who are saying, hey, we're actually losing sight of the people that are doing this stuff. And so some of the first people you're going to learn about within the canon of acceptable Western design are going to be people that are doing like handmade paper. They're going to be doing very intricate, detailed things that are studio based that are very much like, in fact, some of these groups that are kind of pushing back against the industrialization are specifically forming small people groups in studios to mm-hmm. do that kind of work. So you see it popping up in, uh, in England, in new England, you see it popping up in like, you know, uh, Germany, France, Netherlands, uh, you know, central, uh, Europe, you see it popping up in a number of places, but the general consensus is that, um, these other things like, um, uh, book arts and typography and image making of some sort, they all kind of coalesce into what we understand as design. And it's almost a, as you read through some of the the literature of the history of design, it feels almost like a, like a backward looking definition. So they were like, Oh, this is what we use. So it must've just been these things coming together. Right. So, um, so it feels a lot more full mm-hmm. in the historical canon. It feels like a bringing together of things rather than a fracturing. Um, But it's bringing together already severely fractured things into Mm -hmm. a less fractured, fractured thing. Mm -hmm. So you have that happening. And then by the 1920s, especially in the United States, you're in full swing with uh, commercial production. right? So you have now you have, you know, commercial artists that are doing things. So even though you might look at some of the the album art and illustration and uh, like magazine kind of design and book layout and those sort of things as, like, extremely artistic in the way they're being done, they're still being talked about as, like, only design, Mm -hmm. right? Even though the nomenclature we use throughout the entire field of design goes back to, like, way long ago, several thousand years ago, with the the beginnings of, like, just the language we use for it in Italy, Mm -hmm. which was really about Mm mark-making with the hand. And it had a lot less to do with, like, printing a book Mm -hmm. and more to do with the way the mind... Organizes and makes sense of the world into visual means. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's I, I would agree, hundred percent. It's a complete fracturing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I think at the beginning we're like yes and no, because the question is is hard to get at. Yeah, because it's highly dependent.
1: Because you have designers yeah. that really understand. You, you you have designers that operate as fine artists, mm-hmm. and 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 with the design sensibility in their practice and their organization of their studio, and you have fine artists that actually. Uh, dip over into design work, and then that starts to inform, and so you definitely have these infusions and these kind of hybrids, mm. but, which is really like a re-synthesizing of that which was not necessarily broken before. Yeah. Um, and again, it's like you can't go back. We're not. I'm not. I'm not a nostalgia person per se. Like I'm not trying to go back to the the Renaissance and, and be da Vinci or something. Like I'm not. Um. But I also think if you continue to find in the fracturing of perpetuation of problems like problems that are perpetuated consistently and you and you assume you're like if you assume you're falling downhill that that that's forward momentum it is
0: (laughs) yeah Um, may not be helpful
1: but you may not be accounting for the fact that you're falling right so what i'm trying to say is fracturing into greater fracturing may seem like difference you may be able to call it progress and it may be but it may not be and so um, there are historical seasons where you've needed people that could generalize and, and sort of harmonize these issues as fracturing happens, like mm-hmm. reconnect that which is broken sort of thing. And uh, I think we're at a critical point where that is necessary. I think yeah. we've gone uh, – I think we've gone – So when you look at um, action-reaction, it's what people do. you know. So. Yeah. Uh, you look at like the craft movement mm-hmm. was a, was a strong humanistic reaction yeah. in, in to hubris, like in the fine arts and to dehumanizing associations with design. Mm-hmm. So then you get really into like this, were the humble, humble posture, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm saying this is what happened. Right. Right. And so now if you notice in that triad, uh, everybody owns a piece of a pie, mm-hmm. but no one is willing to admit it's a piece. And so yeah. so then the, the, the arts suffer for not having the kind of infrastructure and commerce and money that is um, kind of common uh, maybe more um, normative and uh, enduring. And so that elevates the um, avant-garde, Aspect to go after high money and high culture and to be intellectually disentangled from the commonplace Mm -hmm. So but it also co-ops with with it serious uh, uh, Quote-unquote serious creativity. Yeah, and then design um, Loses some credibility in the minds of what is called serious creativity Whether or not that really happens Simply because of the commodification aspect, yeah. the functionality. I mean, even think about things like architecture and like I was thinking about like Frank Lloyd Wright. Didn't he mm-hmm. have like a school or a? Yeah, he. Yeah, had he, yeah he So yeah. So you have these these models, and then and then you start to associate value with the kind of person mm-hmm. who does which kind of work. Oh well, they're very anal retentive. They're a designer. Mm-hmm. They want to be told what to do. They're in this this tradition over here, and and this is the the complicated problem child of the arts who's a fine art you know like who's alone tantruming in their studio and mm-hmm. so then and then you have your your craft person who's like like people will look down on and I, again i don't subscribe to any of this i'm just saying historically no totally it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. nutshell ways Here, here's these three points that all hold something of importance people matter and design and fine art deal with people whether mm-hmm. they whether historically that was um uh, prioritized or not um it's a it's an an accidental effect of or uh, of the process, like it, it mm-hmm. necessarily is unavoidable. Right. Um, so then you get decorum and interaction, the way that designers are treated, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you are there to just be told what to do yeah. in some ways, right? When you work for a client, I mean, you totally. you can think about how all of these things needed a little bit of each other uh, in order to not be pigeonholed into their atomistic corners, mm-hmm. but instead we normalize those assumptions. <laughs> drive them forward through to the 60s and institutionalize them into what you have in art schools now where you get an MFA in yeah. in any one of these subjects and all of the subjects
0: are limping for not having each other. Yeah, we we um <clears throat> intentionally or unintentionally we calcify ignorance of the totality of the practice. Yeah. by by segmenting in this way. Yeah. And and I and I don't say that lightly. I, mean, I really mean we calcify ignorance. Yep. We make it where it you know, if you talk to folks, I mean, we're we're how many years post, you know, undergrad yes. or grad school? And, you know, I think to different degrees, we're both still working through that calcified ignorance. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's part of why this podcast was even something we wanted to do. Yeah. Because we come out of the context where we're so entrenched and ingrained with it, yeah, that you got to get to a point where you're like, oh, that, and that then you're professors, so now correct. you're
1: dealing with all the
0: policy and all of the yeah.
1: solidification, the mm-hmm. furthering of the calcification, and yeah. the indoctrination. Yes. So then, what happens is the indoctrination becomes oppressive, mm-hmm. and so then people rebel against it, and they unravel into something even less while calling it more. Yeah. So you 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 destroy the very thing that you're. Um, You've been hired into Yeah Or that you've agreed As the subject That you've devoted time To study And then mm-hmm. to teach It's a strange thing But it's, it it's happening Pervasively And um, I think um, I mean It's difficult to even have These conversations It is Without It's, it's really tough off- Offenses are up um, You know It's hard to think Out loud and focus Without people taking off- It's like I I could go on But mm-hmm. um you know perhaps the best place to hear the conversation is in in podcasts where where people feel like they can like peer in and not mm-hmm. not have anybody see them listening so you can just like think about it oh yeah because because my proposition it, i guess we've run so far from your question Cody, <laughs> but my proposition is to myself and to you all and to even our sas crew and like anybody who's willing is to think about it's so like it's to think about what what things should actually look like and be mm-hmm. like in in light of the fracturing. Do you have to accept the fracturing anymore? Can you just, can you like ignore it and infuse your making and your discourse and the richness of your experiences with a defractured put back together um, sense of the whole. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say that, uh, you know, in in school, like it was an easy pivot. Like, you know, you get a critique and someone would say, well, your paintings They're really dealing with craft ideas. And it's like, well, how do those ideas live in craft and what is craft? And like, why is that bad? Why is that derogatory? Like that, that vase is pretty incredible. Like, why is that bad? Like what? Mm
2: -hmm. And this
1: comes back to how we experience and look at art as distinct from design and craft, which is also a problem.
0: Yeah, it it is. Because I mean, like, you know, if if you have a nice house put together, like, is it just like categorically and definition, definitionally, like all just garbage
1: yeah you know yeah, yeah.
0: like even if it's well made like your house is just full of garbage yeah there's no way that you could have like an artistic chair yeah or something with you know um you know like feeling and compassion put into a piece because right. if we separate that far then we have to understand the consequences of that separation extend much further than just like our fun little enclave in art school mm-hmm. um or a conversation on our podcast like it it would extend even further it has its ramifications. But I think it's, you know, it's really interesting because if, if you look at, let's take a few examples of some things that stand out in history as kind of like amazing design things. And let's try to figure out how in the heck they even could not be art- artistic, mm-hmm. how, you know, how we could fracture them and have any sort of semblance of a real conversation. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned Frank Lloyd Wright. And I think he's a great person because, um, well, hold on. Great, uh, architect he, yeah. seemed, he seemed to be a bit of a turd, but, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I wasn't around, <laughs> so I'll take other people's word for it. But the, um, when, when he approached things, like to say that as an architect that he was only a designer but not an artist is weird because when, I've, when I think back on conversations we've had on this podcast about how you step into the critique of a piece of work, right? So we've talked about kind of two main, main categories or main uh, lines of conversation with a piece, which would be narrative and phenomenological. If, you, if you've ever visited a Frank Lloyd Wright house, like go to Falling Water, take the tour, walk through the place he was thinking through narrative and phenomenon mm-hmm. in the entire place. And landscape. A hundred percent. So and it had to sit a certain way Yeah, had because it had to be experienced in a total sense. Mm-hmm. It was a piece in a context. Yeah. As you walk through the house, you know exactly where you are and what's going on. Like he even went so far as to make sure the furniture was stationary, part of the build. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't move it because it messes up the narrative or the phenomenon that's being experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a... There's a stairwell that goes up behind, I think it might be the dining room, and goes to the second floor in falling water. And it is it is awkward because it is a tight passage. Like, I'm not a tall person, but I was like, this is tight. Mm-hmm. So if you're six foot plus, like you're, you're hunkered down this thing, mm-hmm. small steps. But it was on purpose. It was because he wanted you to experience that this is something completely different. So as you move from public to private space, the phenomenon that's going on there is working but also he's telling you a story of how the house is to be used how it's to be incorporated in your life um and so you get to the end of it and also throughout the tour you're seeing like oh that's literally a picasso on the wall and here's another great artist and another the art on the wall is not the only art in that house like the, yeah the house yeah, yeah. is a piece of art yeah 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 and i would even argue that you know so in in and
1: you would agree that the landscape that it exists within is is uh artful yes and nuance and aesthetic full in the droves mm-hmm. which would collab like which would, which would call to his mind the reason for the very uh home that he realizes mm-hmm. like like that 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 is that there's a kind of fullness there yeah. and it gets into ego and and um you know, because there's the person, you know, there's the dumb, who was it? I, I forget, Who was it de Kooning or somebody said, you know, I, I bump into sculpture when I look at a painting. Yeah. We, people don't think that way anymore, but they, they did. You know, painting was primary, but then architects would be like, yeah, but I built the building that the painting exists within. <laughs> and everybody's, you know, a bunch yeah. of dudes went up in each other, you know, kind of yeah. thing. And and um, and then you institutionalize the baggage of that. And then yeah. you like, it's, 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 met, it's, it's, um, it doesn't have to be there. So here's here's right. my take. No. My take is like you could be a specialist, and I'm good with that. Yeah, we need specialists. I just don't think you have to, and I don't think everybody. Here, I guess my concern is you don't want to. We're not talking about homogeneity, right? Of these categories. I'm talking about like a diamond that was broken, mm-hmm. and has it's like it it goes back together. It fits a certain way, mm. and I think we can't fully comprehend the way it fits. But I'd love to try. As opposed to some kind of cheap homogenizing of, of these categories yeah, totally. as if they were never actually together. So I think the premise is they were broken in now. And I, and I just don't think they had to be broken. That's my I, thing. Yeah, my don't main think. thing is they didn't have, have to be broken in the way that they are. And yeah. we don't have to keep breaking them um,
0: unless, well. Well, if, if anyone would argue that a particular vein of art or design does not have deficiency, then we have to understand that if the part does not have that deficiency, the whole wouldn't have had it either. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you would argue that a part of art and design has some deficiency to it, then it would beg the question of why aren't there more things together? And I think the university speaks to this heavily since we've had this, like, you know, very interesting, like, um, you know, sweaty fever dream the last 10 years about, uh, you know, um, interdepartmental work collaboration, innovation, like, like these things wouldn't be there if if everything is clicking right. Yeah. You know, like if they're only there because there's a perceived need. Yeah. And so you have to ask the question about that perceived need. Like yes. Where is it coming from? Why is it? A perceived is it coming from intrinsic deficit within the arts mm-hmm. or is it coming from an internal deficit from the separation within the arts? hmm and those get you into very, very t- two or very different conversations. Or does it come from an ontological deficit of understanding
1: human beings? Well, I, was, ah, I would just, say yes, oh, yes, no and, yes <laughs> <laughs> no, and then yes on that.
0: No, but I think you're, you're, you're right problem. on that, right? Um, you know, you said, you said atomistic earlier. You know, like uh, atoms are fantastic, mm-hmm. right? They're wonderful. And, you know, for anybody who's, like, not in the, the, the realm of that, like, you know, atomistic, just dealing with atoms. So, but atoms are great. But if, um, if all I had was separate atoms... Uh, I'd be dead very mm-hmm. soon, right? Because uh, depending Super on how those boring. atoms stick together, yep. I could be breathing the wrong type of air. Yep. You know, even just oxygen atoms themselves. Mm-hmm. If a few of them stuck together in the wrong way, we're all dead in we're here within dead. a couple hours. Yep. Um, But, you know... A couple what, hours. Well, I'm giving us a good... That's hopeful, dude. It's very hopeful. <laughs> I'm trying to give the rosy side of things here. but Thinking but what three minutes. Yeah. But what's the, uh, what's the uh, alternative to thinking about things in an atomistic way. What is it,
2: Cody? Uh, well, I guess you'd have to go with molecular and then scale it from there. How so? So you'd have to start thinking about how, I mean, so the way that, just push out the metaphor, atoms combine in different combinations um, in order to form new substances that have new properties and effects.
0: You mean there could be like unity and diversity? Yeah, yeah, So like weird. that.
1: Sounds Man. like I mean I, I agree with that. Sounds like a, I can't argue with it. I can't argue with it, but I do think the molecular is the is the counterpoint mm-hmm. and you know
2: foundational. It's almost not a counterpoint because yes, because it is a um, because there is no molecular without the atom. Mm-hmm. So the atom as the base element yeah must be there and then the molecular is the particular structuration of the atoms in relationship to each other
1: so this is the thing so it's it's counter in the 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 saying it's atomizing which is to say it's breaking down in this individual right
2: that's trajectory so yes you have directional so you can have building up or breaking down that's right so atomized breaking down and we know what happens you start breaking down atoms exactly
1: and so but so 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 that's that's the whole atomizing So the molecular is the building up of and in the fittedness of, of that. Um, We are a, um, you know, I'm going to fight really hard not to say this, but we are a profoundly broken place right now. So, so everything is being sort of broken down and um, the, the ideas offered for building it up are very, not very good, Mm. but also there's a gross ignorance to what's being broken down. And so, um, you know we're in some kind of free fall as far as how we understand everything and in my mind and but uh i think what like what works or how do i say this like so for instance i guess i'm going to go anecdotal Mm -hmm. so take my kids my kids like we have a molecular family and right we're together we're committed and then we we're the kind of committed Sort of thing or entity as a family as a unit that is committed to my neighborhood Uh Right and then we're committed to a community we're committed to like like we we have We're committed to others that have committed like us and so it creates a kind of uh, stability Mm -hmm. And that stability is not humdrum or, or boring it's the kind of stability that produces singing And dancing and joy and creativity and food and laughter and The sharing of resources and uh, the coming alongside people in need. So there's a kind of down and out flow to the strength of this Mm -hmm. that I would say uh, um, is the sort of the incubator space for the next generation. So my kids are enculturated into a space that doesn't see the uh, thesis antithesis between like these making categories, mm-hmm. but experiences them as as a kind of a, a given and in a whole kind of way, uh, more so and more so. And so generationally, they are not going to have the same assumptions mm-hmm. as the atomized person who is fracturing further into a kind of um, unraveling. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's going to be a future disparity between Said trajectories And I think um, It's going to be interesting To see I'm being vague But it's going to be interesting To see who Who, who has jobs Who's good with entrepreneurship Who works well uh, With others mm-hmm. um, Like Who starts businesses mm-hmm. um, And uh, Who sustains them Yeah Who actually can do the work for It's going to be interesting to see I know I'm being kind of vague But um, So Whereas the other Breaks down and then people look for the opportunity to break that down. So you get you get discontent. And you go, we got to break this down into three parts. This really should be over here. And yeah. so you're breaking the atom down even further, and it's creating a cultural turmoil, a cultural tension that uh, is irreconcilable. Actually, I don't think I, I don't think you can um, put it back together per se. I think it's just whatever the way forward is, mm-hmm. and I just got a hunch about the way forward that is going to look different than what people
2: think. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. you know. Go so
2: what um. Just on that note, would you vote to just eviscerate the term artistic design or craft to begin with? Would you say mm-hmm. that those? I'm terms- wrestling. With, I wrestle with that.
0: Like, I mean, I think it's tough because, like, whatever you eviscerate, then you still you 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 sort of enforce a hierarchy because they because everything has a history, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I think that there's already a <laughs> there's already a vibrant enough discussion within the arts. About like what is art? What is design? What is craft? What is good? What is bad? What is hobby? What is studio? What is this? What is mm-hmm. that? Um, that does not come <laughs> with like neutral participants. Like no. people, people have got their pitchforks. They've yeah, got their they've got they their torches. They they know what they're about. Um, so it's hard. I think um, you said something we were talking earlier, Ryan, and uh, I don't remember the exact wording of it, but you know. You said something about how everything comes with its own history, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's part and parcel to it. So i I I don't think it's one of the we can't like just like forget it ever happened and move on, and we can't really like we can't really wrestle them back together necessarily. Not in a backwards set, so you can't wrestle them
1: back. You can't wrestle them into the back into the past, but they can, they can, uh, the. in, like interlocated and press forward afresh yeah we can't
0: we can't repack pandora's box yeah so, yeah, you can't take it back. but and that's what i mean by we can't yeah, wrestle yeah, them back yeah. together but we can we can work and fight together in ways to make to make what was separated go back together in ways that is 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 fitting mm-hmm. um yeah
2: so here's sort of a, a- visual way that i'm thinking about it so if you say that the human history of creativity is like a tree that's growing Uh and as technology changes and time changes you have you know you might say craft would be maybe an early expression and then at some point arts or artistic branches off as a trunk of the tree and then maybe design branches off a little later and you have the question of we can't well i would
1: i would just say this real real quick i would just say it wasn't craft um, there's old enough texts that just say artistic artistic works of craft and design. Sure, and I think that actually somewhere in there it's like says it all in a kind of triad, like a tr- trinitarian sort of way. So you sort of yeah. say
2: that there's a, there's a, a tree trunk yes. where it's all combined, and then certain branches form out. We're at the point in the life of the tree where those three branches seem pretty specific we can't take those three branches and push them back together in the same trunk. No. Right. yeah, yeah. But we can see how those three branches continue to grow into the flourishing of the whole tree so that each different branch can produce maybe its own type of fruit. And if they're great, well, if they're great, if it's a great tree, then you should be able to build a tree house on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, So meaning all of those trunks would lend themselves to the building of the home.
0: But also any, every one of those, every one of those branches would produce the same leaf. And that leaf would either be alive or dead. Mm-hmm. It would either stay with the tree, or would fall away, and you can take from that what you will. Um, I won't have to go too too hard into okay. being blatant about it, but um, and I think that that's even going back into some some history. Like I think that's the thing. So we, you know, we've talked about the Bauhaus before, and and you know, we we both have I think very similar ideas about its importance and what it was and why it was important. Um, and I and I think that you know, for me, one of the things that made the the Bauhaus most important is because they were not trying to have this argument of which one's better. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the curriculum of the Bauhaus, it was you're going to become a person who is engaged in the highest level of craft, and they didn't separate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you might you might spend more time with textiles, or you might spend more time with like uh, you know photography or or things like that. But but they weren't calling you something different, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Now universities may have people may have categorized you in different ways. But the, the, the foundation of the Bauhaus was to make uh, men and women who were capable of doing art period, however that played out, and for art to infuse all of those actions. So mm-hmm. you know somebody might say, oh, they're, they're very much a craftsperson. They're over there you know banging on some metal and making some jewelry, but they're an artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all coming together. So the, the, even the you know, foundation of the school was about, understanding that like the best that has ever been made, the the symbol of what is like ultimate in some sense in making um, was actually a culmination of all these things. Mm-hmm. So it's not saying too much different of what we're saying. There's a lot of different sort of like ideology and philosophy yeah. bound up in it from what we're talking about. But there's um, there was even at that point, like Walter Gropius was struggling with like this separation mm-hmm. um, and wanting to bring folks together. So I think there's... There's a huge part of that that's like historically accurate. And there's probably True. a
1: generate always within every generation, there's probably so many people that feel this way, you know, like, and, and, um, but the way our economies drive decision-making and where power is, is, yeah. uh, given. So, you know, so when you ask the question, real, just when you ask the question, I, I would, I would say that you're not trying to, um, there's, I have categories for culture. There is except, you guys have heard me say it a million times. We've all said it, but I don't know. I don't know how many times I've said it on here. But there's that which I can accept. There's that which I reject. And then there's that which I think is redeemable. Mm-hmm. So there's things that I just think are wholesale good. You, you can work with them. There's things that I think absolutely, I can. You, they need to be gone completely. And I've got a, like a nice list that I'm happy to share with anybody. Um, and I got things that I think, oh, we could redeem. Like that's got problems, but it's not something you're gonna throw away. Yeah. I think most of our culture right now is, is hard on uh, throw it all away. Mm-hmm. Or if we disagree, you know, and you got two opposing forces disagreeing, it's throw them away, throw them away, throw it away. Yeah. And I think I think that's that's um, not sustainable. I think it's yeah. um, it's going to run its course, and it eats everybody in its wake. Just throwing everything out means at some point you'll be thrown out. So that that's not a good way forward. So, mm-hmm. but we we can't go back. But we can, in light of what we're talking about and this is what we've been doing for a while now is think about, think afresh and not bring baggage into the next generation. Mm. Yeah. So it's, to it's, it's some ways the way you do it is just by disentangling the, the mess, removing the baggage and presenting the clarity of the tree, so to speak. Mm. Yeah. And understand like, you know, it's like uh new stuff. We we're like, we're going to birth new stuff. we got like new media. And it's like, well, yeah, it's like, um, Nam June Pike puts a TV and a video down and we, Call it performance. Okay, fine. What I'm, but it's it's comes from somewhere, it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's difficult to d- individuate something. It takes time, and I'm not saying <sighs> part of the problem with the lack of support for a certain kind of creativity is that this um, kind of trinity of grounding, if you will, between art, craft, and um, design, is that together a lot could have been done. Has yeah. been done, yeah, and a lot of problems would have been eliminated, are eliminated, if and when this occurs, mm-hmm. past, present,
2: going forward. When the unification, when occurs. They, when,
1: yeah, when there's a a a working, complementary, fitted unity, diversity, expression, and understanding. Like even when it dips heavy towards one end or the other. So like, um, you know, a lot of problems exist then that are overcompensated for. And then that baggage is inherited by new media and new forms of, of artistic making, and so then people adopt the baggage out of the lineage they're operating through, and and I guess is there, it's it's like a, so maybe there's like a little bit of a need of a pure I don't know purification is the wrong word but just kind of a um, a decluttering and a clarifying and a and then uh, um, I really think uh, sometimes it's just uh, Having a clear mindset and not adopting bad habits mm. in the way you think, so one of the biggest bad habits the biggest drivers that I experience now I've seen it in universities is simply um the weakness it's a weak a weakness in critical thinking that leaves people jockeying for what they do in place of what someone else does that's yeah. simple, so I'm a crafter. I'm not like the sculptor Or the painter Or the designer I'm a painter I'm not like the illustrator Mm -hmm. And I've seen it ad nauseum And I think that speaks Of a a weakness in humans um, That I haven't seen a remedy for uh, Through human hands That that people do this And they build institutions On these And it's tragic Because opportunity Is just staring at you And then we say things like How can we work together To get these to work together we we'll got to design new collaborative practices and it's like, no, stop being an egomaniac. Yeah. But that can't be addressed because we can't address the person. Mm-hmm. And so see, I think there's, I mean, I think un, unless we, that's why I said it earlier, perhaps it's the person mm-hmm. is because, um, the human need for, um, approval. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, like, you can't talk about art and design and craft and aesthetics without talking about people and people mess things up we mess we love to mess things up yeah yeah we, we, we just do so i i feel like that's one of the the other pieces to that rock i described in the beginning because so humans are the ones that make the technology They're, humans are the ones that are like um sexo so let's just use that to generate <laughs> imagery that let's use that to make this app like it, it, we generate the need and we're creative enough falling downhill to make the response mm-hmm and so it's terribly unpopular to talk about saying no and reclaiming things like reclaiming definitions reclaiming hey maybe we threw too many things out that's mm-hmm. a terribly unpopular thing to do unless you got you know a bazillion dollars and your last name is um Elon Musk yeah <laughs> and then you can buy Twitter and then try to <laughs> try to tell people they should change it um you know what I mean literally yeah. trying
2: to put an edit button on the Twitter company
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope he does. Do it, do it, Elon. Make it even crazier. Yeah, screw Twitter. Twitter stinks now anyways. That's boring. Twitter sucks. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I don't know if Twitter was ever good, but Twitter really sucks, though. I'm not on Twitter. Yeah, it's good for you.
2: Yeah. Not really. <laughs> so, that um, I
1: don't know,
0: do, do we have time for a third point in history let's do it go for it <laughs> i starting. wish i had a taco but you know <laughs> yeah dude um so the uh you, you know with with all these sort of things um so i would just say like if you're kind of sitting out there and you're listening and you're like this is all crap like this is this is a good progressive thing we're doing to like fracture and splinter Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's no historical proof that people have ever tried to put this back together in the well, name we'll, of freedom, dude. Well, one, you're wrong. Yeah. Um. And and two, uh, there's a good 45 year period from the 1890s to about the mid 1930s, um, when like a lot of what we're talking about was summarized within a, a, a not even a movement, uh, but like just an ideology, uh, which was a really fantastic long German word that I'm going to butcher. So just prepare yourself. Please butcher it. Uh, say it together with me, kids. Gesamtkunstwerk. yeah <laughs> it's good work. we are going to go into class today and work on some Gesamtkunstwerk, uh which just means total work of art yeah um which the underlying assumptions are that everything is fractured and broken mm-hmm. within this space of making mm-hmm. and because of that we actually have to do heavy work to yeah. put them together and that um so a lot of this was As it was during that period that, you know, that 40, 50 years from like the late 1800s, the mid 1900s, like you had a lot of people that were like, this is the elevation of, this is the utopian, this is the, you know, all moving in these spaces. (sighs)
3: So
0: they were, they were, you know, instrumentalizing a lot of things for like national change for, you know, humanistic change, like all this stuff. But with this, what they were saying is like, actually, we need to work across boundaries because we are at some sort of deficiency. Mm -hmm. So as an individual maker, my specialization limits me. Like, but it doesn't limit me that it's a specialization. It limits me because it means that what I am really fantastic at is only part of the whole. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the same way that my my thumb is really fantastic at helping me grip things, my big toe is not. Mm -hmm. But it's really fantastic at making sure that I don't fall over when I walk. Mm -hmm. So- Specialization is perfect in community, Mm -hmm. and so that was really the the thing. Now, some people. What about the appendix, dude? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, it's great until it's not. Um, But the uh, you know so, but then you know tragically uh, you know Nazis took it, and so uh, that phrase is not used anymore. Yep. (laughs) Uh, And it's usually looked down upon, and that colors its whole background. Stinking Nazis, even though it's not the case, right? So, you have, um, you have. You know, again, the Dutch, the French, the British, the Germans, the Americans, like you have a lot of these folks within Western art uh, history that are are very much practicing this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, find anybody that's practicing in the first half of the 20th century. That's a big name. And this is what they were going through and what they were Mm -hmm. dealing with. But then also, if you're still on the fence about whether or not this is like any valid topic to talk about, go into any museum of fine art with reputation in the country. And... What percentage of it occurred between like the mid-1800s and the mid-1900s? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, this is a... You I just, don't want to get into the big pool of, dude, of stuff that I stepped into. But yeah, you just, just stepped saying. into the giantest
1: bag. Of, <laughs> of Dude, you are... I'm in it. I'm you're, happy you're to in it, man. Oh, I'm not... Listen, I hang out with you, so there's a reason. <laughs> but the... Um, but the... Uh, and we just got Cody in it, so... But the... Uh, Welcome to the club, bro. Cool. Yeah. I mean, this is the discussion about decolonizing
0: it is uh, but also you start looking into even um like pre-columbian art and other things like that and they were not making these separations exactly they were not saying they were saying this mask is is useful and it is beautiful that's right this uh this suit this uh this motive it is particular uh, it is it has a purpose and and we're not and we're not saying oh well you know what in uh, this culture over here, we were passing this object mm-hmm. to this other person because this person only could make part of it. Yeah, they weren't doing. There wasn't a wasn't a separation. We didn't have Fordism. Yeah, like in pre-Columbian art. So you know, if you want to get your 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 panties in a wad over stuff, like let, let's actually talk about the full canon of art, and I yeah. think then we get to a place where it's like, oh yeah, that was actually being done before we blew everything up.
1: Yeah, it's it's rough, man. We're all reading similar book, on um, in author waldesworth gets into philosopher gets into discussion about the museum mm. yeah And it's like the uh de-emphasizing of um every religion it's like it's like oh the museum becomes the uh, coexist sticker on the back of a car yeah it means nothing it means
0: but it means everything <laughs> it
1: brings all the religious artifacts from different places in where the people still even use some of the same kinds of yes. things mm-hmm. in religious practice practices outside of say like a western context and so it's like this idea that it diffuses or um, uh, it, it, it takes away all of the particularized religious charge and makes it palatable for what? Well, for a, a secular religion. Yeah. It's, it, it's not it's not a neutral, it's a secular. And so the secular religion says it's, a, it's all even playing field. You just go and look with a disinterested posture and mm. uh, observe it as a modernized artifact, even yeah. though it was made you know, in 13th century and about to say, yeah, Asia, like you're, you're it's a flattening and a reorient. It's a, it's a, the, I mean, it's, we want to talk about like problems. If you're trying to really do it, like, Oh my gosh, man, like good luck. You have to literally destroy the world, which is kind of what I think people are trying to do right now. If only we could just blow it up. But see, this is where accept, reject and redeem is helpful because can these be redeemed? I would say yes. But through a but through through conversation but also through forward
2: momentum when you say these are you referring to the artworks are you referring to the institution of the museums, the museums
1: i mean the thing yeah i mean i think museum. I, I i have a love hate i love museums but also i i have problems with these kinds of it's difficult so what is museum is there to educate um do you put it on you probably is it, just write is, it on the wall. Is it you just put it on the face of the building, or I is think it, so? Is it actually just already obvious that that uh, when I go and I read, you know, what a museum is, Ooh, and yeah. like, different time periods, and then they have like the education department to the museum, that that's what a museum does. I'm well, pretty yeah. sure, yeah, I think it'd that be if, it almost would be condescending if it was it put would. outside the building.
0: If you had a if you had a museum that was really doing the stuff that museums are doing, then you wouldn't have to tell people what the purpose. You is. You wouldn't
1: have to turn your building into a meme. You wouldn't. It wouldn't. Um,
0: yeah, because. You know, hey, we all like
1: fifty. What seconds does it mean? Laughter. What does it mean to turn a really expensive architecture into a meme? In actuality, what do you think that
0: is? That a good thing or a bad thing? I think it'd be overall a negative. It I, says something <laughs>
2: about the cultural value of a meme. It, that's interesting. Or the cultural value of a museum. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so does it? it maybe does it, it speaks
1: of like man. the promise of utopia, giving out faster than like the last century. Yeah. So like in the, in the, the, a few short years of the life of a building, it's utopic promise failed, failed to launch.
2: This is going to be, a, this is a totally <laughs> weird thing, but as someone who, what are you talking about? This conversation is so cryptic. that makes no sense. We're sorry, y'all. So as some, yeah. you know, anyone who's young probably eventually gets on the the Reddit memes subreddit, yeah. okay. which is basically nothing but a series of images. Yes. With some text usually, but not yep. always um radically tuned into very specific contemporary social contexts it does not make sense if you are not tuned into those social contexts yeah so you just sit there and you view all these images okay so that is almost like a anti-museum yes it's a space (laughs) that you enter into that is all about being dialed in to the hyper-specific social context in order to make any sense of the images that you're rapidly browsing through versus a museum where you enter into it and it eviscerates most social context except for the Western understanding of museum in the 20th Mm -hmm. century. And then we float around and look at all of these images with the express intent of to almost not know where they're from outside of from the a little plaque, or you know, yeah, something yeah, something I that doesn't really like let me know much other than like, yeah, a person had a name and they and made this. That's name. if you read it, and that's if you read it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. You can
0: go in and have a great afternoon. You can see the you know the martyrdom of Saint Stephen. You can see a uh, uh, you know John the Baptist hair. You can see a uh, you know a statue to help with fertility from uh, Western Africa. You can see a shamanistic uh, mask that helped uh, protect crops, and then you still got time in the afternoon to get ice cream.
1: Yeah. I think here's the thing, dude. I do love museums. <laughs> no, I love yeah, them so, yeah. with a passion. So, but it's complicated. It is. It's a complicated and it and it, um, it, yeah. But
2: I just make that point about the memes in museums because if you're if you're wondering why, com- I say the word comment, just like normal people maybe don't go into the museum very much, but get on Reddit and look at memes a lot. One of those spaces, they're tuned into the social context of what's happening, and so it makes sense to them. And the one of those spaces, they're well, not so, tuned into. Okay, the so that okay, context. so
1: this goes back to the dehumanizing. Mm-hmm. So, so this, so what you're speaking to? Sorry, I'll say it. Your, 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 um, the, the effect of the algorithm, the Reddit read, the the social context is atomistic and it's mm-hmm. it's extemporaneous, it's yep. in time, it's it's um momentary, mm-hmm. and so there's an expediency that is um uh it's a it's a drug dealer. Mm-hmm because you're just dopamine's like boom 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 and you're just like boom 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 so it's literally changing mm-hmm. the the human it's it, it mm-hmm. has shaped yep. the human and it couldn't be more antithetical to the museum as we're spo- talking about it generically mm-hmm. because to, to go to the museum is to 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 step out of and there's a privilege to it man like if you can afford to go yeah you you got to afford your time your money your energy to step out and not Get it like that, yeah. So these are that these are those. There's this is why I say that at the heart of this is humans. Like so, like so. When you say the, if I say the museum has become a meme, what does that mean for the museum? That's a that's a declaration of
2: death. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. It it becomes very intriguing why a museum might need to put a meme like thing on the face of it. Yes, that that's an admission of failure. And then we have the whole conversation of what exists between the meme on the internet and the museum yeah oh yeah all of human life (laughs) all of human life and by the way why then even build the building
1: when you already have the expediency and so here's the thing that's what people are debating right now that's why the metaverse is coming i know we always come back to this like (laughs) but you can't (laughs) it's like you know we are literally on on we are literally you know when water spirals into the drain Mm -hmm. my son loves that that's the vicious cycle that's but it's moving us down that's why these conversations endlessly come back to these points because we are not floating, we are sinking. Like yeah. it, it's not—I'd be a liar if I said I thought everything was good. And we're—you know, dude, it's—it's going—it's going south. It's—it's it's going south. Like it—it it, it just is. And so you're—you're you're seeing it everywhere. And uh, it was long before COVID, by the way. Yeah. And long before it was going long before Donald Trump, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of meme culture We're like Wait It, it was just yesterday Like no we, we don't even have We have been conditioned To not think at all man We are being Dumbed down yeah. I, I read a great light.
0: book That was written 14 years ago uh, that, stoc- that talked about meme culture Yeah That was 14 years ago 14 years that's ago before dude. before a lot of yep. stuff I'm, Yeah 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 That's right And so
1: like And it It, it like Dockings has- talked about that The evolutionist uh-huh. uh, He
2: talked a lot about memes oh, Dockings yeah. and God Delusion it, Or I forget uh, book it was it was Dawkins. I don't know yeah, if yeah. it's that book. Yeah, yeah. The power. You see, of memes. about the,
0: the yeah the perpetuation of of uh, small molecular things. Yeah, yeah. Or small atomistic atomistic things. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think you know. So all of this, like, if we want to kind of like hash out, go back to like the yes no of it before. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't. I don't think that my <laughs> answer is any we've different. We stayed on topic. Yeah, I think we have. Like, I think okay. we've we okay. circled around it a whole lot because yeah. I think you do have to have the entire like big yeah, yeah. context.
1: Well, because the context is like, well, what what um uh you, you know it's like what do we do what, what then should we do what, what yeah. do you do, what yeah, do you, yeah what do you what do you really do and do you believe it and I think i I would just full cards on the table, I actually believe what I'm saying, yeah, to the point that I feel um an urgency to do something, and it actually means to do something distinctive is to say no to things yeah that right now are terribly popular mm-hmm. and also feel like they're at the core of people's very existence and um it's a terribly unpopular time to have a have a
0: strong opinion. Yeah. It's terribly unpopular to have an opinion that's unpopular. Yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, I think that there's a, there's a yes and no to this answer in yeah. a way that um, is that, you know, as, as a designer. Yeah. Who works with clients but also enjoys um, the stuff that I've worked with uh, with our gallery on, like, designing, like, exhibition books. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to explain to you, like, why woodworking, like, why I like it. Yeah, and I shouldn't, and I also shouldn't have to like figure out some sort of, uh, you know, mathematical equation to help you understand how that benefits my practice. You know, and I shouldn't have to also like I should be able to include this stuff on my my faculty activity reports. Yeah. Hey, as a maker, as somebody you hire within an art school, like my my hobbies might actually be more important. They might actually be part of my research in the way that I connect with the larger experiential and tangible world. Yeah. Um, that helped me especially do when do. you got people that sometimes are above you that don't make things but
1: you know um yeah 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 there's a whole discussion there man uh, yeah. so they're, so their ignorance so so there's the knowledge gap there's what they know what they don't know and then there becomes this issue of like hierarchy and like mm-hmm. what do you do when someone and, man it's so it's so problematic dude but the uh um so I I, I I think of of um expediency in 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 museums difficult and i think um, I I I do Really In general Love our Museum here at oh, NFA, oh 100% I mean I, I really do. I think I think they do a, um, As good of a job As you can do In the, the cultural climate We're in And like with these Particular kinds of, Because yeah. the, the, the The museum is The, 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 the Titanic You can't move quickly yeah. Same as institutions That's where galleries Come in So I think it comes back To these uh, Community based Interactions between Each other and, and the 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 naiveness of hoping that people stop worrying about um, who gets credit for what but it's hard to when someone always is there to take credit for what you do yeah so it, it, you know like it's like um how do we solve these problems I think I think I don't know man i I've dreamt of all kinds of stuff man like museums and people's houses yeah um, neighborhood museums like I mean' I'm not saying these are all new but I've just dreamt of like you know you know local f- just
0: um, trying to think afresh. Well, I think it's you like know? you know we're talking about the fracturing, like. But then we could, and we don't have time for this. But still, to we'll throw it out there. Like we could talk even further about it, where it's like it's not just the fracturing within the arts, but it's the fracturing within the arts, the arts from life, right? Yes. So we talk about going into the studio, and and nine times out of ten, where are those studios today? Nine times out of ten, there you like get in your car, you drive to it. It's in another mm-hmm. building. Whereas before, like you would have gotten up out of your cot. And walked three steps, yeah, and started painting. Yeah, you know, you would have been. It would have been part of your home, mm-hmm. and so you know, even the conversation of like, not only should we be trying to push these things that were separated within the arts to, together, uh, but maybe even pushing the arts back into everyday life more, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it becomes a normalization of of an activity where it's not some special thing with like archaic mysticism where you have now been you know popified and you mysticism, have some holy dude. space and ooh, the artist over there yeah but it's like oh hey you know what like 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 within our small community at Shock art space like you're like oh hey yeah this is my friend he does this this is my friend she does this also she does x y and z it's all it's all integrated yes yeah. it's, it's a much more holistic uh view of things so that you're not having to explain. Your, spend half your life explaining what you do and why you do it. And yeah.
1: Yeah. I heard my kids studying something yesterday with mysticism, and Ava was like, "The definition of mysticism. It's the or it was Ivory. She's like, It's the study. It was the study of things that could not be seen.' And then she goes Ooh. and. Sometimes people went a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic.
2: I was like, that's so good. That's,
0: that's great. Okay. Especially you take that definition, and you put it into the space of the arts, and you're like, yeah. you're like if you're talking about the mysticism of the arts, something's not being seen.
2: And they went a little crazy. <laughs>
1: I was laughing so hard. I was like, "Yeah, that, that's pretty good." She, you know, she's nine. Yeah, she's it's great. That's it's
2: great I love that. Sometimes I overheard her saying it. You know? <laughs> so, so can I? Can I ask sort of like the the wrap up question? Yeah, wrap it up like a diaper. So, I <laughs> hey, I got a one and a half year old. I know how to do that. That's right. Um, we've got designers listening. We've got painters listening. We've got maybe uh ceramicists, bakers, listening. we've got bakers, irate musicians,
1: yes, accountants.
2: What do you say to them? They're feeling the weight of the conversation. They're like, oh, maybe I have been living in a bit too of an isolated zone in how I think about what I do and how it relates to different practices.
0: You, you don't have to change the field, but you can relax and not have to, like, you don't have to jockey for position. Like, the categories are valid, right? And um, we, we also don't have to explain the, the, the cross-medium cross work. Like, just do it.
1: Yeah, I would say, I'd say you can. I would say that as you have, you sh, okay, if you're an artist, get make sure you actually have real friends and have friends Good that point. are not artists. Yeah. Um, but also have friends that are celloists, have, have friends that are, you know, designers, like be friends with each other and fight to not be threatened by your differences. Yeah. Um, also. Don't, with anyone, don't navel gaze so hard that you only talk to people who like things just the way you do. Yeah. You know, or, or, or only reinforcing exactly the way you like to think about things. So, you know, reasonably, it's not easy. But mm-hmm. you, that's the known and be known thing is you kind of have to let your guard down and you have to risk it. And you kind of have to let people in. And then you have to be kind of cool with people. Like if you can be cool with people not knowing what you do, you, you, you can learn a lot of stuff. Yeah. So like if you can be cool with sitting in a room and having nobody know that you're a painter or a sculptor or a designer or a guitarist, or I've learned to do that. And um, the way I've learned to be patient and I've learned to get to know people on whatever terms are available and build friendships and slowly that people discover these things and it feels proportionate to the time spent knowing someone and the amount of discovery means the transfer of appreciation happens at a rate that i think is healthy Mm -hmm. both for them and for you and i so i can't see how that wouldn't be true like so don't don't the 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 very like college response would be tomorrow Go collaborate with two people and make a project <laughs> to, to prove to everybody that you believe this. It's like, no, just um, don't stop thinking that comic books are the only kind of important art and everything else is out to get me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just, it doesn't work. It's just, it's the mistake that most of us have made. Probably I've made it in every different direction. You know, Whatever I'm doing is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Just fight against that, because that's a lie. It's, it's just a lie. It's whatever, what you're doing is not the only important thing. I'm sorry. Like I just went to the doctors today and there were nurses and were, I mean, there's all kinds of people doing important things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, dude, keeping your power on is important. Better go thank the power people that do that and take your, like, it's like, yeah, it's like you got to reevaluate your real world view. I know that's way bigger for an answer, but at the, at the heart of it is the know and be known thing. You gotta, gotta chill. And I actually think you should be a little bit intentional in, in getting to know people that are outside of uh, creative circles and are in. It's nothing work, like, don't be the person that is eager to tell everybody how, how, how creatively awesome you are. Don't be a narcissist. <laughs> don't be a narcissist. If you cannot be a narcissist, it's amazing how you may actually. What learn. doors open up for you? It's amazing what doors, because, you're, because you actually see the doors that are open. Yep. But also, if you miss that humans are the most important thing, then you'll never be satisfied with what you do and you'll always deny the people that your work is to like really for. So yeah. you'll miss part of the ingredient to the experience, which is um, and you, like you have to know how to, you have to know how like nothing worse than a bossy person who can't take any feedback. Mm. You know, they love to be bossy, but they can't take it. It's like if you are always expecting people to look at what you do, Mm-hmm. But you don't ever lift a finger to look at or be be a person for anybody else. Like, so I mean, I'm just saying I'm being hyperbolic a little bit. Yeah. But the heart of it is is like, um, I reject the myth of the heroic artist alone in their studio. I reject that. Here, here. It's problematic. It's totally. really detrimental. Yeah. I think I love people. I think that there's times where you are in your studio alone and and you got to do it. Yeah. I also know that there can be social anxiety and things like that. But I actually think people are anxious because we're meant to be more social than we are. Yeah. And we've been atomized. So we have more anxiety. And we think it's because we need to be alone more to prepare to be around people. And we're walking ourselves into our own unraveling. Yeah. And that's why I think anxiety is so high. We actually need to be, we need some mediators to help us. We need like some priestly folks that are like, yeah, mediatorial, like they can help us negotiate these things. Oh, um, totally. so, you know, and, uh, but fa- oddly enough, that's what families historically have done. Yeah. Um, so maybe we need more families. Mm. It'd be great. More dads. Families are awesome. Dads are pretty cool. Yeah, they are. Moms are pretty cool, too. I don't care mm-hmm. what um,
0: New York says. That's right. I'll leave it there. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I think, you know, I, 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 I don't know where else we could tie a bow on this without going another three hours, because I know that we could do it. Um, but um, also the, the rat-a-tat-tat of the rain on our uh, yes, skylight is uh, telling us. It's a great, great question, Cody. Yeah. It was a fantastic question. Yeah, yeah. Who'd have known we would have talked yeah, so about it? Yeah, so artists
1: and designers should hang out together and do some stuff and don't force it. Yep. And then you should just learn from each other and like maybe go check out
0: a music studio and look at yeah. how I musicians hang out. Musicians are so stinking cool. Not only should designers maybe incorporate a bit more of like a fine artist practice, studio practice into their work, but maybe even those artists should incorporate some of what designers do. Exactly. Mm. That's 100% right. And
1: maybe get off Reddit. That's very true. Get off Twitter. Get off Reddit. Get off social media. Frankly, we need to get off. T- <laughs> <laughs> this, this
0: is the flow. Of it, right? like we, we know the conversation's over because, like, we we devolve into uh, complete incoherence.
1: <laughs> that was my that was my uh, my bad Trump. That was person. good. That was pretty that was good. good. Frankly, like it. we it good. to be honest with you, we need to get off of Twitter. We need to get off of Instagram. <laughs> Then we need to get painting again. I think, frankly, we haven't had enough painting. There's not enough gold in the painting. And the designers, frankly, they never served me. I asked Uh, for the golden arches. They gave me two instead of one. Sorry, I've got a (laughs) (laughs) follow-up. To be honest with you, Garrett, Garrett, frankly, Garrett, I'm not even sure that you're creative, to be honest. That's not very good. It's not my best, my best one, dude. We just lost half our audience. Oh, man. Do you think we just lost? Don't don't die, everybody. Is this a joke? Just a yeah.
0: Joke. Well, hey. um, I think <laughs> on that note, there's there's nothing else to do except say uh, if you've made it this far, uh, and even if you haven't, we love you. You are a fantastic audience, and we will catch you next time. You've been listening to Shaco Art Speak, a production of Shaco Art Space. We are an independent nonprofit art gallery in Richmond, Virginia. We can be found online at shacoartspace.com, and in real life in historic Shaco Bottle.